We are talking about anime girls on the internet becoming the center of everyone's attention in the streaming universe. I'm Daly, and I have a master's degree in anime. <laughs> <laughs> I told uh, you. I'm Robert, and I'm a VTuber now, this. Orewa Robert this. I would just say, Daly, that both you and I... Hi, I'm Colin Sprung, by the way. Both you and I have pretty much the same degree, and it, it, I mean, it, it might as well be as make-believe as an anime degree. <laughs> I, I mean, all my classes focused on the, uh, you know, study and research of anime and its animators and the timeline in which anime came to America and steadily took over the common consciousness. You took that class with me, right? About the common consciousness, I, about how anime of, of has course. Uh, become ubiquitous in everyone's minds. You it, can't stop thinking about anime girls. It was and taught by uh, Robert... Uh, not you, Robert Smith. Me? Oh, yeah. so we're just naming people now on the internet. Robert Smith yeah. Sensei, yes. Wait, yes, wait, wait. Sensei Robert was Smith very is the insightful. lead singer of The Cure. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually did teach it. He was like, Friday. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he said his first lecture was, Friday, I'm in love with anime. So let's talk about anime this week. <laughs> I was just trying yeah. to think of like a Robert Joe Schmo name and sensei. I came up with the late singer of The Cure. It is still like a pretty common name, but uh, Smith I mean, Sensei, yeah. He, he um, had this one lecture that really stuck with me about, um, you know, 3D coming into the 2D and how that's going to continue to change anime as we know it. There's a lot of series that have benefited from 3D and a lot that have suffered. You see, like, anyway, um, but the more... At this point, I don't even know if it's a joke because higher education I, is like... Keep going. It's equally I like, could. let's learn about physics and how the universe came to be, but mm -hmm. also... Let's learn about Harry Potter and how that the world exists within Harry Potter and how it's proliferated throughout, et cetera, et cetera. See, there you say that, classes. but I have a friend that was literally in a Harry Potter class. Exactly. Legitimately. I, I know there is a Potter class. I know colleges play Quidditch without the yep. brooms. Well, With wait, the they brooms. still use the brooms. Well, okay, they just can't fly. They fly. They're not flying brooms. Yeah, if they, they can't it's fly, it's, it's, it's not just fucking soccer with brooms. It's, it's just quesadilla. Also, we should I was, probably I say. I was about to celebrate your progress <laughs> to, <laughs> to say Quidditch instead of quesadilla. I forgot about that fucking in joke. <laughs> we should probably say, hello, well, this is everything in oh, moderation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when uh, we're being too much. But usually our topic is when, when the internet can get to be a bit too much. Also, we need to do an episode about quesadillas. Apparently. Um, you know, the sport has become very popular in the collegiate scene. Um, and Taco Bell is just always killing it. So. Yeah. And ever since Nintendo came out with the golden switch, I hear that's really revolutionized the game. What if that's what they call the next switch? That would be amazing. It'd be better than new Nintendo Switch. Yes. Oh, Agreed. God. Agreed. So, y'all y'all ever get on uh, Twitch? Y'all ever watch those streamers doing streaming things? Every yeah. once in a while, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do you ever uh, wish that the streamers were a little less 3D and more 2D? Yes. I, I'm going to play along with this bit. Yep. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I've, yep. I've always wanted... Uh, 2d i wanted like guts from berserk 
to play like Dark Souls. I feel like that would be shit. Okay, TM, that's an idea I'm gonna do. TM, just... TM. <laughs> TM, TM that's... that's how that works. If you just shout TM at the end of the idea, yeah. you now own it. I'm just saying. I, now hey. I want to watch. Yeah, that's from Berserk. I want Kazuma Kiryu to be playing. I don't know anything. Yakuza. <laughs> TM. Now it's mine. Yeah. So like, um, I'll be doing that over on Twitch.com. <laughs> like VTuber, it's Twitch.tv. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, no, I want people to go to Twitch.com. <laughs> you're starting your own site. Yes. I'm just saying, hey, VTubers out there, make a guts avatar, play Dark Souls. There you go. Free money. Do make it. money profit. <laughs> free money. Free mm-hmm. money. Robert will let you have this idea for a small fee. But um, I mean, this is no small thing. Genuinely, people are making a lot of money as VTubers, as these virtual YouTubers that are embodying typically an anime avatar with some kind of face mapping or mocap suit and doing gameplays or just chatting or drawing or doing any number of things that, you know, regular, regular, quote unquote, human, quote unquote, streamers do. Um, it kind of started with uh, Kizuna Ai, who was the first, like, she's a virtual YouTuber. She's a totally made up persona that's voiced by someone that wasn't revealed until much later um, that does uh, gameplays and reactions and uh, is really adorable when she says, motherfucker. Yeah, she's only says fuck a lot, right? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck you. And of course, fuck you. Let me uh, go check out my FAQ. I mean, fuck you. Uh, Cute stuff. Didn't really catch on at the time. I mean, that was out like 2013, 2014. Like, Uh, I've seen some elder Kizuna Ai merch. I thought that was around 2016, right? The first Kizuna Ai video. What is time? I know. What year is it? November 2016, actually. So around the time, time started being weird yeah oh my gosh oh. it feels so long ago but uh and you know she's an idol character so kind of went along with that and and then more and more people started making their own um avatars to be virtual youtubers and then it has hugely proliferated into the idea of like this idol culture where there's agencies that manage these um you know vtubers who are in and of themselves like virtual idols and like the the main ones would be like uh hollow live and uh nichi sanji and there's a lot of girls with a lot of different gimmicks a lot of different appeals there's there's really something for everyone and a more recent development is that there are English-speaking um, VTubers, hmm. uh, especially from Hololive. That was a really big mm-hmm. deal, and they've gained a huge amount of popularity. So this is no longer really a super uh, otaku subculture thing. This is becoming way more mainstream. Yeah. So this whole VTubers thing. This is this is one of those episodes of the show where um, this was an idea that was proposed that I honestly going into this didn't know anything about like i didn't really know much about this at all i might have seen it in passing but just didn't really pay much attention to it so like when i heard vtubers and things like that like my my mind instantly went to like hatsune miku and things like that or like kind of like virtual idols that people really liked and things like that And i guess it's in a sense it's a little bit similar but not quite um and so i don't know this this is this is something entirely new to me um i will say though real quick as a side note when you punch vtubers in like the, the phrase VTubers into YouTube, it actually brings up a channel called 
literally VTubers. And it has nothing to do with what we're talking about in this episode. Um, it's a fucking oh, no. streamer, like a, like a, like a children's content. And it's this kid who plays, I think, Roblox with his parents. But then they Aww, play okay. VTuber characters. They like they play virtual characters, but it's not like VTubers in the sense that we're talking about in this episode. So, and they have like two million subscribers. So just would like to make that delineation in case anyone else doubles upon that. That doesn't That's, know about this. That is not. Yeah. Yeah. We're more yeah. talking along the lines of like the the cutesy anime girl ones. Mm-hmm. And I think so with Hatsune Miku, right? Like I wouldn't classify her as an early VTuber. I think she was more of like a Vocaloid. Right. I think that right. that's what most people would, would classify her and a lot of the other folks around that like because um, they're Hatsune Miku. There's no real person that's in real time, you know, underneath the the mask. Right. It's all kind of programmed anime dancing, anime singing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Almost is all... corporate as compared to this very like indie. Yeah. Like this is all software it's like grassroots right like coming up from from down under well not not australia but you know australia is the source of all vtubers yeah japan is just the providence province of australia right do they call it provinces i don't know i mean australia isn't fucking real oh um yeah it it comes from below it's trickle up anime (laughs) webonomics Anime Weebonomics. Oh, Wait, I yeah, took that class as well that's, in that's my um okay. over right. at the University of Washington when I got my <laughs> master's degree in anime Weebonomics. Mm-hmm. Master um, Weebonomics. But you might be thinking at this point, if you're not familiar with this subject, well, how is this any different from regular streamers? Um, you know, just the regular people that put them their own faces in the corner of the screen while they're playing, you know, Phasmophobia or Among Minecraft. Us or whatever else. Minecraft. There's a lot of Minecraft. There's a lot of Minecraft streamers. There's a lot of VTubers streaming Minecraft. And I think it's less to do with the fact that it is like a persona like a anime girl or like this specific gimmick and more the idea of like you're allowed to be like over the top and like almost what today we would call like cringy um and more i guess wholesome about it that it, it feels like um to quote prime youtuber not a vtuber but a youtuber um mother's basement it has more of an after school moe club vibe versus just like gaming with your buddies yeah so i i think colin and i watched that video too and i i think what i walked away from it thinking and the it really helped shape how i see vtubers because full disclosure i'm i'm not someone who normally watches vtubers it's not really my thing even though i really like anime right and i think for many people uh vtubers feels like the next i don't want to say evolution because it sounds like that's the future of anime but it's like the next thing for anime people to get into i feel like Mm. um and now i get it a little more because one of uh one of the early animes i really liked after i started like diving into it like almost 10 years ago because i'm an old fuck um was kaon and to this day i i can't think of any other way to describe kaon that doesn't make it sound boring you know uh yeah, yeah if you don't know kaon it's just a bunch of high school girls who start an after school band and they just play light rock music 
and that that's that's it there's no real conflict there's no real hardship it's just cute girls doing cute things which you probably hear a lot and i liked it a lot for some reason and it was just soothing for the a lot soul. of people like it yeah, yeah. it's um, very popular yeah and it was so different to me from all the like the bleach and dragon ball and that sort of and full metal that sort of stuff that i've been watching and i feel like vtubers today are tapping into that same feeling of there, there is no real quote-unquote interesting thing going on here there's no conflict there's no storyline there's no plot it's just cute girls literally doing cute things right now and those cute things happen to be playing minecraft with their friends or reading reading stuff that fans send into them and saying fuck a lot or or like uh fucking ranking their own lewd fan art you oh know my god yes yeah, there's there's a I was about to say wholesome. Um, I don't know if ranking lewd fan art exactly counts as wholesome, but it's it's the it's the general vibe. The, the general moe. vibe is some the moe is the wholesomeness there. Yeah, I think the the most interesting aspect, and also yeah, shout out to Mother's Basement and also uh, Gigook because they they summarized this whole VTuber thing like pretty well like it got me up to speed and me who like i don't i haven't followed this just trend at all so that that really helped me help me out <laughs> to give me an understanding of what the hell exactly this thing is so my takeaway was um it's another take on the whole parasocial relationship that happens between you know a streamer and its audience but it, the whole virtual aspect adds the whole like it's playing a character but also um the the point that they were making was something along the lines of uh you know it appeals to more like introverted people or people that don't necessarily want to be in front of a camera or would rather be you know anonymous i don't know it's very low consequence um yeah that that i understand and and i can kind of i can kind of see the appeal um and so i don't know i i'm interested like robert said at the beginning like the kind of psychological thing behind all of this because obviously it's a big thing um right now that's taking the internet by storm and a lot of these vtubers are making a shitload of money and have pretty big audiences so um they're doing something right yeah I mean, seven of the top 10 v chats in august like reported in august 2020 seven of the top 10 super chats on youtube which is like a live stream but i'm gonna throw money at you to make my message look a little prettier seven of the top 10 were vtubers these <laughs> girls making cash they're making money and it's interesting that you use the word inconsequential or non-consequential i forget what you said exactly colin but um that is the way it strikes me as like it's very much idol culture where it's like you're encouraged to like feel dedicated and be a really big fan of this one specific girl but it feels less problematic because that one specific girl that you are dedicating so much time and energy to isn't necessarily real in the same sense that, um, you know, your, your run of the mill female streamer would be. Mm -hmm. So it feels less problematic, less creepy, less like stalker ish to, yeah. you know, quote unquote, you know, like simp after them as opposed to, a real person like say like pokimane who i know is really big in streaming and every isn't it was part of 
the whole reason that the word simp is literally banned on twitch.tv, but not on twitch.com, yeah, which our, I our own, right, right. <laughs> apparently. Wait, 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 back up. The word simp is banned? The word simp is banned on twitch.tv. I must because... have missed this because that's, that's wild. Do you feel personally attacked, Colin? Absolutely. That your I, want, I want everyone simping banned. in my chat over me if I Twitch streamed. That was that was the thing. It was just people calling each other simps that nah. it got to the point where Twitch was like, okay, we can't trust you guys to be responsible with this word. Oh my god. Yeah. It, I, is, is simp the, tri- the, the Twitch equivalent of a, a Karen? What? Is, what hmm. No, because mm. well, I wouldn't like, say that simp has well, gotten it, the same like it, bad connotations. Yeah, Karens want to see the manager. Simps want the manager to step on them. Yeah, we Wait, we often we more often use the word simp as a as a verb. I think in terms of like with the new uh resident evil villainess wanting people are simping after her when they're like please step on me and let me see your big mommy milkers oh and by the way canonically she is nine foot six inches she is nine foot tall i i love that statement just a quick side (laughs) note here i love how the resident (laughs) evil art director was like we really really appreciate all this outpouring of support just so you know and it's in bold She's nine foot six, you motherfuckers. There was, there was a lot of uh, speculation. People were doing math and trying mm-hmm. to figure that out. And yes. that's okay to do after a, uh, you know, a fictional character, I think. But it would be really creepy if this was a real woman and people yeah, are like, well, let's do it, the math. How tall is she? It, it does kind of tie into our current discussion, though, because it has to do with kind of uh, leaning into the whole simp market like you know you have a vtuber who is ranking their own loot art and it's like the thing is when you give a fan base you know like you you present an ip right they're gonna take it and run with it in any way that they want and some of that is loot art and and if you remember like the whole overwatch thing they're like guys stop making porn it's like what happens now there's way more porn than anyone can ever conceive about overwatch because they said don't do it It like oh does that mean do it um so if i'm resident porn before the game came out yeah Yeah. if i'm the resident evil devs i'm just like guys it's gonna happen anyway so you might as well lean into it if anything that's just gonna give you more good publicity and people will buy more of your games you know if i remember right it wasn't like the year overwatch came out when pornhub released their stats overwatch was like one of the top (laughs) searched things on pornhub (laughs) tracer Uh, and Widowmaker was like the big the big deal mm -hmm. see that's that's the thing dude is Math doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> Stats yep. are gonna come out. <laughs> yeah, horniness so doesn't got, care about numbers. your feelings. Apparently no. not. No, um, like but, to, to bring us back to VTubers yeah. though, some, something I did want to say where I feel like this is kind of encapsulating all the things we're saying here is and this is something I also see a lot in people who discuss VTubers from a non-simping perspective. Um a lot of this is like kayfabe. It's it's believing in the the this fantasy right like mm. Koronechan is a dog girl I, I mean like obviously logically yes there is a human being under there pretending to be a dog girl and maybe that's kind of a little weird like if you were just sitting next to the real person and just watching them do it it'd be like that's kind of weird that you're doing that but whatever you do you i don't kink shame but 
when you watch it via Twitch or when you watch it on YouTube and all you're interfacing with is this cute dog anime girl avatar, you're just, you're, you're in it now and you're in this world. You're sharing this world with her and with her many, many fans who are watching it with you. Um, I came across this, this write-up by a uh, senior design strategist at Google named Devin Mancuso. Uh, and he wrote this piece on virtual humans called The Rise of VTubers on Social Media Influencers Explained. And in it, he kind of laid out that he's noticed two rules um, that kind of govern VTubers, especially on YouTube but and Twitch as well. Uh, for the VTuber, always stay in character. Kordonechan yes. is a dog girl. It's not a girl pretending to be a dog girl. Kordonechan is a dog girl. And then for the viewers, it's to play along. And even if someone new shows up in the chat uh, who's like, I don't get it. What's going on here? I'm scared. Help. Um, all the... Why does she have ears? Why is she barking? <laughs> yeah. Why is she saying fuck you? Um, but for for the new folks, they're usually treated very kindly and kind of coddled by the, the veterans of the community who kind of <laughs> help welcome them in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was getting I weirder and weirder. Veterans, as I said. veterans in this context is so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, and and they're kind of they learn the lingo, they learn the culture, right? And one thing he wrote that Mr. Mancuso here wrote that stuck with me was, "quote When both sides fulfill their end of the contract, an emotional fidelity is achieved that is incredibly captivating for the audience." Mm. So we're all kind of playing this game together mm. and mm. being nice about it because i know uh twitch chat as a whole just usually has the reputation of being like a very toxic place and it's like you, you step out of line you're gonna get dog piled on um especially in the case i guess if you're an actual dog but oh, yeah. that isn't the case for like corona chan's chat or um you have Okayu and like a ton of other VTubers, it it's typically a very wholesome place where you're more focused on the streamer than you are on like trying to get one upped on someone else. Mm. Hmm. I you know I was thinking too. I was like, I wonder what is. I mean, is there a, a difference between? people that are fans of VTubers and people that are fans of regular Twitch streamers, but Twitch streamers that play a character. You know what I'm saying? Because is that mm. relationship similar and, and how is it different? Um, it's I know this is a completely different example, but the first example that it came off my head was Dr. Disrespect. Obviously, that's a mm. character. It's right. a character um, streamer. Right. Yeah. And and so like I and obviously it's everyone is is for the most part kind of just like playing along with his like over the top character who's like you know 80s mullet and and military sunglasses blah 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 testosterone um and so i wonder if 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 i'd have to look into it more how that differs yeah because i think um there is something to be said for the connection there in terms of i think that Western audiences have been more normalized toward the idea of character streamers because of the proliferation of character streamers like Dr. Disrespect for like on Twitch and like um, Trisha Paytas on YouTube because guys, she is a character. She is a character. She's not actually that dumb or terrible. Wait, I is hope. Trish, 
Patricia Pathos, the is that the girl that that uh, Ethan Klein like history history podcast with? I believe they started a podcast together. Frenemies, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, that's the same Trisha. Just want to make sure. Same Trisha, or yeah. is she? Because dun, she's dun, a character. Dun dun dun. Yeah, because yeah, she like called called Ethan and Ela like a lot of bad names and like said that they're shit parents and blah blah blah. I don't know if that oh, was I'm, all supposed to be a character or not, but I'm sure she says a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> about a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless of with when we're comparing this to more western character streamers like especially dr disrespect i feel like that's that's a tougher uh you know needle a thread it's a tougher thing to kind of manage because even though dr disrespect is a character he is still gonna twitch stream out of a men's bathroom while people are pissing well yeah i don't think many anime girls who literally need to interface via twitch stream and software would do the same no 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 no, definitely not i was just that was just the first touchstone i had in my head about because i don't watch twitch all that much so i know like the big names but not so much you know like maybe other character streamers right i mean i think to me i i don't really put them in the same bucket because in my Mm. head when i think of someone who would watch a dr disrespect stream i think and if this isn't you Please don't feel offended. This is just where I'm feeling it and vibing it right now. It's someone who is interested in watching a controversial figure. Because, you know, you have to admit there is a little bit of fun in watching someone who's kind of an asshole, you know, kind of rude. I think the past four years in America have taught us that. Um, but, you know, that I feel like that's the big appeal for Dr. Disrespect is like mm. he's so comically douchey that it's almost funny, right? But with VTubers, I feel like the the appeal is more like i get to be in an episode of kaon i get to be in an episode mm. of your moe anime here you know i mean not that they're like literally there I, i'm not trying to say that anime people want to be in the anime they watch i think it's just that I do. Oh, okay. I absolutely do <laughs> you do sure um so you know i'm not trying to say that they dissociate with society with the reality in society i think it's more that it's such a novel concept. Like a character like Yui from Kaon doesn't really exist in real life. I mean, if they do, you're very lucky to have found someone who's just that peppy and happy and energetic, and they're definitely one of a kind. Um, but this VTuber concept has kind of commodified it, where now you don't need to like hope you meet a person that's similar to that. Now you can just find dozens, literally dozens, hundreds. Of these VTubers that kind of fit whatever mm. mold you're looking for, your favorite Kon trope, your favorite Moe trope, etc. Yeah, interesting. You got you got the more there's more mature girls that are fine to do like the lewd picture ranking or talk about feet quite a bit, um, and then you have more on the pure side of things. I would say like Corona Chan and her. Uh, cat girl counterpart who is now one of my faves uh okayu super cute um there's a there's a little something for everyone as long as you're on that anime baseline yeah yeah just it feels like a way to interact with characters and character tropes that you've become so familiar with in the past five to ten years yeah it's almost comforting too 
because you are already familiar with like, okay, these are the tropes. This is what I've come to expect. I know what I'm going to kind of get out of it. Um, But also in the sense that, you know, it's hard to escape from controversies on the internet. And Mm. I think a lot of what we have to talk about on this show is controversies on the internet. Um, But when you have a persona, when you have basically, you know, a a fake girl that you're following whose main personality is just, you know, around what her gimmick is and what her stream is about, you don't have to worry as much about like, oh, shit, is she going to get canceled? Yeah. Is is she going to say something terrible? And there have been times when um, VTubers have done controversial things or thing controversial things have happened in the vtuber community and um what's different i think than the usual like streamer drama then is that sometimes these girls just they they just cease to be because of that they just disappear well it's so easy to right because their Mm -hmm. vtuber persona is fake they're just as easily created as they are deleted yeah, I, I mean, I think, too, that I, I you guys bring up a good point that there's also the aspect of anonymity, right, mm-hmm. in this context, where on on really both sides, right, because to your point daily about how it being kind of like a safe bet, safe bet in terms of controversy, usually you don't, I would see how there wouldn't be as much controversy because a lot of these people are just playing characters, right? But on the flip mm. side, too, you know, someone who's a VTuber could technically get away with shit they wouldn't be able to otherwise Mm. you know because of that anonymity um Mm. and so yeah it's just it's an interesting thing to think about um but i do like the aspect of what you guys were talking about earlier i do find it really interesting that like anime fans are thinking about this as a way to interact with anime people more or less right it's the only way they're going to be able to interact with an anime character in in a sense um Mm. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think the reason why it's hard to imagine a lot of controversy in the VTuber space, especially if you just know a little bit about it, is that it's a mix of what you're saying, Colin, with anonymity, but also it, it's like pro wrestling. Like there's so many pro wrestling mm-hmm. storylines that are like, I can't believe you cheated on me. You know, I can't believe you fucked my wife and you're stealing right. my kids. I, I remember oh, there was man. like, no, I'm like real talk. Eddie Guerrero, rest in peace. I remember he had this huge feud with Rey Mysterio where he literally wanted to take Rey Mysterio's son. They literally had a, a match. <laughs> it was, it was they uh, fought for custody. Yes. They, it was like it's a like ladder. custody cage match. Yeah. No, it was a ladder match <laughs> where in the, in the top, like at the center of the ring up above like 15 feet 20 feet above was a briefcase with the custody papers oh my and God. They, they wrestled to see who could put a ladder what? in the middle and climb up and get the briefcase and you know like if that were a real life thing that would make the news two buff men fight each other over a child right but this is clearly fake it's clearly i'm just i'm playing along with the fantasy yeah. and i'm enjoying the stupidity of it and there's I think, a suspension of disbelief you have to have there that this and, is not the way our legal system works and a suspension of briefcases with legal papers of course. yes um, of course. And, and you know i'm not saying vtubers fight each other over the custody of their children maybe but they, they should do. i mean maybe they should but it's, it's that same feeling of you can like watch them interact with each other and insult each other or make jokes about shit and you don't attribute it too much to a real world consequence. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
By the way, a side note, I did actually listen to a podcast some years ago with a WWE writer, like a guy that literally writes the storylines. Fucking insane. What a crazy oh. job that is, <laughs> by the way. Um, but yeah, so that that is that is interesting, too, because they can manufacture like drama and storylines and, and these relationships between other VTubers. And there basically can be a, an entire canon that they can create, which, which there is now. Yeah. Yeah. Like living in an anime. Oh. <sighs> The Hollow Live cinematic universe. Oh, oh my, my gosh, that—that's how I came onto the subject. Is just seeing like r slash Hollow Live on the front page of Reddit so often, and being like, "Who are these I, girls? What manga is this?" Now that you mentioned it, wasn't it, a manga. It's a manga I called Real Life. I have seen that subreddit. That's where I've heard, I've heard the name Hollow Live. That because I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah, put that, two and two together. I just kind of scrolled past it. Didn't even think about it. Yeah, that's one of the agencies. So that's but, uh, that's something I wanted to ask you guys about is um did you find any uh vtubers that appealed to you that you could see yourself watching mm, i'm gonna be honest like as much as this interests me uh i'm not a big streamer person in general like i don't really watch a whole lot of twitch streamers period um but uh so with this it's it doesn't it doesn't necessarily appeal to me i'm sure there's ones that i could find that i could i could watch and get some sort of enjoyment out of um I, I think though I, I can't I always forget her name the one with the like the squid hair she she seems like she'd be pretty good Ina. yeah um but otherwise like it's it's not it's not super appealing to me but I do I do at least respect it from afar uh you know I mean Korone seems fine uh Matsuri seems kind of cute and whatever uh and and she talks about really stupid shit so I, I dig that I guess but I'm in a similar boat where you know, there's just some of this, the the whole community aspect of it is something I really appreciate, but not something I really want to dive into necessarily. Um, just seems like a lot of work. And and like, don't get me wrong. I like wholesome anime shit. I'm watching Hori Mia right now. It's fucking chef's kiss. So good. Ooh, one but, to watch. Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, just this concept of having to keep up with a fan club kind of vibe is, you know, I've, I've got so much other shit on my plate busy adults mm -hmm. can't relate yeah. am a neat currently <laughs> uh therefore i will be watching um i i can see myself watching a lot of ina's streams she's one of the um english language hollow live girls like colin said with the squid hair and she does a lot of uh art and illustration which is super neat and um practices japanese with some of the um japanese hollow live girls which is yeah. super cool um very much like the vibes the taco time vibes um but that said um i think that you guys i would recommend to you to um project melody for those of you that like shit posting um which you you, you two you two are some shit posters i'm Maybe gonna accuse I, you of that i i isn't she like a hentai one though okay yes and no okay, right. <laughs> partially well, yes what are you, what are partially, you selling here no. daily what do you sell this partially, is a wholesome show yes daily. but i i want you to appreciate i want i want to tell you guys about uh um i mentioned earlier you know um however much effort that you put into this as far as like art assets and the technology goes you get back out of it and uh wait no oh no i'm saying project melody when i mean code miko 
Oh, okay. But Project Melody is the hentai one. Project Melody is the hentai one. Um, do okay. with that information what you wish, dear mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to talk about um, Code Miko. And she is the more, um, a- as far as her vibes go, it's the more traditional, like, streamer streaming with your buddies. Um, and her uh, avatar is... Uh, very much an anime girl but more like 3d like final newer final fantasy-esque mm-hmm. um and the cool thing about her is that um the technician as her name is the person behind code miko she has a thirteen thousand dollar mocap suit to go along with it so she can it's so crazy how animated she is she's sitting at her desk doing streams talking to people on one monitor in a 3d space and she's able to um you know pick things up um she has a, a phone that's actually hooked up to her real phone so like you can see her taking pictures of like the real life space and um chat is just chat is displayed on her tits nice. um good which is one of the reasons why she often gets uh banned um she does some controversial things but it is incredible the level of technology that goes into that and it's 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 super fun super funny stuff code miko highly code recommend yeah. and that's um more the indie side of uh these vtubers she's she's just on her own um, with that $13,000 mocap yeah, that, suit. That's nuts. Yeah, I, I will say, too, it is it is pretty impressive to me, the technological side of this this whole operation. Even, like, the, the regular VTuber, uh, I, I think it's a program called FaceRig is what you call it, what, what you said, Robert? Yeah, FaceRig. Yeah, um, and the fact that they got to simultaneously run that, but also play a game and talk to the chat, like, that's multitasking like crazy. It's like that's already regular Twitch streaming is, is difficult enough because you just you got to be on right. You got to be ready to go talk to the chat, talk to, you know, accept subs, blah, 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 whatever you're doing and also play a game at the same time or do whatever you're doing. Um, but then throw in the fact that you got to keep track of this other software and make sure you're like emoting correctly. And it just seems like a lot of work, like mm-hmm. a shitload of work. Um, and I'm sure they're doing this at out for hours at a time. It must be exhausting. You know, I do wonder if the personality side of it is a little easier because like if you're just doing a normal, like if you're not VTubing, right? Like, you know, I'm I'm Brian at home, but then when I turn on Twitch, I'm Twitch Brian now, bros, let's play. Let's get excited, wow. right? And, you know, I mean, yeah, you're putting on a character, but it's not like a whole new character. It's just like you, but Twitchier. That's not right. Uh, but, you know, you, but just a little more upbeat and energetic um so maybe that that delineation i guess depending on who you are between where does the real me end and this fun vibrant energetic me begin right maybe that's a little harder to find but when you're Mm. a vtuber i imagine you know okay there's a normal me i do whatever and then there's Korone-chan, where i am a dog girl (laughs) like i feel like that maybe i wonder if that's easier to dissociate the personality Mm. side of it from the real you Mm. Mm. 
that I would imagine that'd be easier because one of the things that always um, comes up with when talking about streamers doing this as a career is that it's like, when do you you can't shut off? You just can't. It's there on your social media. It's there. You know, it's your full time job. You have to put in ridiculous hours. And then even in the times that you are off, oftentimes people feel, you know, bad that they're not on and are getting pressured to be on um from outside sources so to be able to you know take off the dog ears and put them down for a while i'm sure is a lot more uh healthy of an experience maybe than um just doing the regular streaming thing with your own face maybe yeah i could i could see that i i mean it it's a little bit easier like in in this context like we're podcasting right and for the most part we're not really playing characters we're just kind of giving our point of views on issue a b and c um but like twitch streaming yeah absolutely or like especially if you're a big name podcaster or uh whatever else you know you do have to kind of put on an exaggerated version of yourself or you think about like the normal youtube vlogger right um Mm. and so there's that there's sort of expectation you're putting you're building up an expectation Mm. of yourself especially if you are someone with a following and you meet fans right they expect you to be a certain way and if you're not and you're that person that's not putting on you know that excitement hat then there you know you you could they could be disappointed um but that that's just not being honest with who you are. Whereas, you know, with these VTubers, it's just like, exactly. You can put the ears on a shelf and forget about it until next time you stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody has any sort of expectation because everyone during the stream is playing along and mm-hmm. right. You know, it's kayfabe. So, yeah. And also there's also the anonymity section. Cause I'm, I'm sure like not every single VTuber, like people know who the person behind it is necessarily, but I feel like that's probably a good jumping off point to the controversy side of this. Daily, I think it's time for us to dive into that shit. Okay, after we just said how uncontroversial this all is, there are there are inevitably going to be uh, controversies because this is the internet, of guys. Of that's what happens on the internet. Um, I think one of the more um, mainstream ones, as far as um, might have hit a blip in uh, the the gaming world anyway. So Pokimane, we've mentioned her here. Um, she's one of the biggest female streamers on Twitch, biggest streamer, one of the biggest streamers on Twitch, period, dot. Um, and she came out with a VTuber rig, like her own character modeled after herself. And um, that actually got a lot of backlash. And at the time, I didn't know why. I was very confused. Um, But then when I actually um, dove into this subject, it turns out that um, that happened a week after the Hololive English uh, five girls went live. So it felt people were accusing her of, you know, this is already a more niche um category that you're you know horning in on maybe clout chasing you know Mm. um getting into um you know something that you previously wouldn't have given any attention to except now that it does have attention you want to get in on that and that's not cool wow yeah that sounds very much like the uh the whole controversy with uh celebrities and porn stars making OnlyFans accounts 
Mm. right? Because they were stealing all of the clout from like smaller content creators on that platform. Mm. Um, like yeah, the thing, because, like Bell of Thorn broke um, the terms yeah. and conditions, and it's and then they had to rethink the whole thing because she didn't. No, she didn't break the terms, but it was like they had a bigger influx of cash than they thought they would, so they changed the whole system, and that was to the disbenefit of smaller creators. Smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it does have a little bit of an air of using a fad to further your own visions without actually being a fan of it and you know to some extent i feel like that's something that a lot of people do and this isn't even just tied to youtubers and stuff but i mean like you know just in the journalism world for example we write stories because we see a lot of people talking about it so we jump on that hot sweet seo mm. and write stuff and have things in the headlines that would make google sama happy so that our google stuff gets sama. seen more often <laughs> fucking google sama google sama yeah <laughs> seo so, sama <laughs> yeah so you know it's i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to try to you know utilize a fad to further yourself however i feel like there are like especially the um community around vtubers as an example they're very passionate Right. Mm. You know, it's it's like because, again, it's it's something that you need to believe in and pretend you're in the world of. So there's a lot of upfront cost. There's a lot of emotional cost to enjoy a VTuber, to be in the VTuber world and then to see some rando be like, hey, guys, I'm a VTuber now, too, because it's cool now. It can feel like that person like Pokimane is mm. belittling your community is, is mm. just thinking very little of what it really means to be a vtuber i can see that being insulting if you're someone who's entrenched in you know that community mm. yeah uh, yeah i mean it also it, it this kind of sounds like the same conversation we had during our youtube episode too about how you know these big tv networks and other things like that just kind of came onto youtube and and now those same channels are getting millions of views or like late night TV hosts who get millions of subscribers on YouTube. It's kind of the same thing. You know what I'm saying? They're kind of just jumping on the bandwagon because that's where everyone it has their eyeballs now. Yeah, so. I can totally see where it feels invasive at the time, though. I was just thinking about how it's like, oh, that'd be a nice break because, you know, you have to have. Um, puts some effort into your appearance and that can be hard to do every single day when you're a big time streamer like that. So having a break from being on like we uh, have mentioned before and having your face literally on, I think I, I didn't have any qualms with that. But I, I'm not sure how to feel about the whole Pokemon thing. Like, was that jumping on the bandwagon? Is jumping yeah. on the bandwagon inherently bad? Not yeah. really. Um, right. But I do see where the the like smaller VTubers could feel attacked where it's like I've been working at this for years or, you know, however long and you just, you know, you already have your success and you jumped on my thing, my niche thing. Mm. Yeah. And I do. I want to say, too, like the, the YouTube thing isn't necessarily a one to one argument because. It's one. It's it's kind of one of those things where if there's a new big platform, that's where everybody goes. The only chance you're gonna have to get views is to go on that platform. It's like you know when 
Facebook took over MySpace and then Twitter took over Facebook, essentially, in terms of like where people were going. Where um, the youths are going. Right. The I mean, youths. you have to go where I mean, you have to go where the people are, to be fair. Um, but to Daly's point, I think that's that's a big sentiment um, with the mm-hmm. whole like, hey, like maybe don't jump on my thing because VTubing isn't necessarily a platform. It's just a type of content. Yeah. And I also think that with Pokemon specifically, there's a little bit of a difference there in that it's not like there's real life Pokemon and then Pokemon this, you know, like VTuber Pokemon. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a new person, right? Like, no, she, she's still, as far as I'm aware, acting like Pokemon would just instead of seeing her real life face, you see this avatar that looks a lot like her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from that angle, I can respect it, especially because it doesn't mm. seem like she's doing a lot of VTubery things. She's just a YouTuber or I guess a Twitch streamer using an avatar. She's playing which... Rust as per usual. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that sounds like a very minor distinction, but I mean, it's there. And it's something that's happened, well, not happened before, but it's uh, YouTubers and Twitch streamers using avatars isn't anything new necessarily, right? It's just that for this case, she's using an avatar via a software that many VTubers are using as well. So I think that's yes. why it's maybe being attributed so closely, right, to VTubing. To the contention, yeah. And I mean, you know, she said, you know, in the tweets, it's like, hey guys, I'm a VTuber now and stuff like that. So yeah, the, the, the the identification with the community is there. Um, mm. But again, like you said, Robert, I'm on, I'm on your page as far as like, it's fine to, you know, hey, I see that this is popular or maybe, maybe she just even thought it was cool, like herself. Like she was just like, oh, I love this. I want to do this too. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're a creator you're free to do that yeah yeah and it's just it's so different like if i imagine a world right where a lot of major streamers and youtubers did end up like jack sec jack septic guy does a vtuber version of himself and pewdiepie yeah it's just the vtuber thing of himself right and even if that proliferated in the community i don't think from a creative aspect it would even be close to what the current VTuber community is like because a lot of what this is now is they've created their own characters and these are all like people you can follow like Mm. whole new characters you can follow if PewDiePie made an avatar it'd still be it'd still be the Nazi loving PewDiePie you know like oh my god yeah I'm not gonna let him forget um it's it's not gonna change really other than the fact that he's gonna look more literally animated right that's it yeah yeah it's still his voice. It's still, even if it wasn't his voice, even if he got a, like a voiceover so that he did sound like, hey, it's Felix Des, um, mm-hmm. it would still be his opinions and yep. um, his unique brand of yep. doing things and doing questionable things. But we're not talking about PewDiePie controversy. There's, there's some other um, issues within the vtuber space and something i wanted to i guess pose to you guys like are you at all uncomfortable not knowing who is behind the anime girl um not necessarily uh in terms of like giving someone like that money that might be a little bit more hairy just because it would have to be someone that i viewed for a while and at least got a good sense of who they are um and even then i'd I'd be a little unsure but 
I mean, the idea of anonymity on the internet is nothing new to me. Um, I mean, even people that do show their face on camera, do you really know them anyway? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's not really much of an issue for me. Yeah, are we all just brains in a jar? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really comfortable with it. I grew up watching wrestling, so the concept of watching people be bombastic characters and, you know, not really knowing what they're like at home. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, there have been some wrestlers who have come out as very problematic, of course, but like in the VTuber space, it's kind of like, okay, whatever. Like you're a cute girl dog. Sure. Yep. Sure. Okay. I will accept this. This is mm-hmm. acceptable. This is fine. Um, oh, she should do that. She could make the fire background and just sit in a chair and say, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. Um, I bring that up because there are people um, that are still kind of um, uncomfortable with this idea because they're like, what if it's just like some dude that is like behind this cutesy anime girl? Because there was one case in which someone's um, software glitched out while they were streaming and uh, they they were going by um, the name Norcat as like this kind of gothic Lolita designed um, anime girl that clearly spoke with a um, voice changer, but there's there's a ton of people that speak with voice changers, so it's like okay, nothing new there. But um, and it turned out that it was it was a middle aged man um, being Nora Cat, which I don't think there's any problem with. I think we all want to be anime girls, regardless of your <laughs> sure. beliefs. You want to be an anime girl deep yeah. down, um, yeah, actually. For sh- so, for sure. but there was. Um, some outcry about that and a lot of uh uncomfortable feelings about like what like who is this person i can't i don't actually know this person that is behind the dog girl or the cat girl or the demon girl or the bunny girl Mm -hmm. what if they're totally different from what i'm imagining yeah and that's the tough thing is when you're confronted with especially uh the the quote-unquote real version of them and it's drastically different from what you imagine them to be that can be hard to get over and that like that's something i've alluded to with like with wrestlers when you find out oh in that person's personal life they beat their wife it's a lot harder to you know root for them in like as a wrestler because you know what they're like as a person Mm. um and this i think is a similar case where suddenly it's harder to root for the cute goth lolita girl when you know it's a middle-aged man like you're, you're immediately confronted with the truth right mm-hmm. yeah um i mean if they're playing a character and that person's not problematic i guess it's not a big deal that would just vary case like person to person whether that's a big deal to them unless they were like trying to pose as a woman behind the scenes too i guess but mm. um but otherwise as long as they're not controversial i don't i don't see why that would be a huge issue if they're just there for the character yeah I, that's why but that's why um some uh vtuber fans get flack from various communities about like oh you like you don't even know who you're simping after like right uh you know you're allowing yourself to be deceived by these people in some way shape or form right and but but i think that you've said it pretty succinctly robert in that like it's it's like we all agree to this these are the rules we play along and we're all okay with that mm-hmm um, some controversies I ran into, and this is something I think is interesting because I feel like a lot of the VTuber culture is like the evolution. I think it's more an evolution of idol culture than it is mm. anime culture. It's just that anime is the vehicle, right, for a lot of this. Um, but there's one VTuber named uh, Tokoyami Toa 
who had a male voice appear on her stream for a little bit and it was really just a discord call she was in that she didn't mute properly or whatever so it came out in her stream and a lot of her fans thought oh my god is that her boyfriend why is there a dude there is she a dude uh and they went nuts like they just hated her after that and that's if you don't know anything about idol culture that's very common we're like in idol contracts if you're an idol in japan you can't get a boyfriend at all legally right because you have to always appear available to your fans mm. and this is something i feel like is bled in a little bit to that where like mm. these vtubers can't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever because they need to be available to me right yeah i mean the, we see it happening now with streamers like pokimane or um amaranth there was like a whole thing where like a mod and like amaranth chat was like i've given you like three thousand dollars and now you tell me that you like have a boyfriend like i feel so betrayed like and it's just there's this weird expectation there that it's like you cannot you cannot cross that line mm -hmm. yeah i mean parasocial relationships uh can easily turn pretty uh i guess toxic um because there are people that just they get so invested in it that they just think that this this person owes them something or like that this is like they're actually you know really good friends or what have you mm -hmm. um and so the, with that comes a sense of entitlement um and this is far from the only place where you're gonna see that right yeah okay. yeah Another thing I came across too is another VTuber named Yozora Mel, which I think is one of the first like really big ones after Kizuna Ai. Um, she was like stalked, harassed. People Oof. found out about her personal information and like tried to get closer to her. Guys, don't and, fucking do that. Yeah, don't do that. And also, Daily lives at 123 Liberty Street. Um, don't do that. Um, Oh, it's Freedom Street. <laughs> Freedom Street. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the one with the bald eagle on the roof. Yeah. yeah. The um, living one. <laughs> Take that as you will. If you want to break in, know that there's an eagle there. Yeah. It's, it, it's not endangered anymore. In fact, you're in danger. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, so this is something that also happens in idol culture, right? Stalking, harassment. Like it, It's just so interesting to see how much of that is translated into where, where there's even less reality to all this because like even with an idol like the idol character that's on the stage or on the screen is probably very different or at least slightly different from the person that they are in their daily lives with their family with their friends and their private time right mm. so to fall in love with that public persona and then try to get in touch with the private persona that's nothing different celebrities and idols deal with that all the time it's just mm. so weird to me now that there's this extra layer of divorced reality of the public persona is literally a 2 day 2d anime girl and yet you still want to find the 3d real person behind it yeah you know i mean i i remember reading something about like it was like on r slash waifus or something like that where it's like you know people go to talk about their waifus and i i throw that word around quite a bit um pretty pretty casually but there's people that take it very seriously where it's like so i told 
you know, I've been with Princess Peach for about five years now, and mm. a buddy of mine sent me a lewd image of her and Bowser, and I can't get it out of my head, and I just feel so betrayed. You know, I assumed she and Mario had a past and everything, but, um, and this isn't me just, this is, this is a real thing. This isn't me trying to make fun of them. This is me just like using that as an example of how invested people can become in wow. what they know is totally false yeah. as far as reality goes. Internet is truly a wild place sometimes. <sighs> the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, we love the internet. Um, I think this is where we preach moderation. It is okay to simp after your anime waifus and to watch VTubers and to even give them super chats if you so choose. Um, but leave the real person alone. Yeah. Actually, I, I think maybe this is a good question to close on um, with you guys. So we, we've talked especially about Pokimane here, but there's also been mention of Amaranth where I think in general, it's a lot harder to be a woman period it's hard. but also on <laughs> yeah the, there we go <laughs> yeah but also on the internet it's a lot harder to be a woman i think yeah. than a dude uh because there's a lot of expectation there's a lot of weird expectations that are thrust upon you there's um, we, there's a weird really thick rule book that you're given as soon as um your wi-fi connects and it's it's very cumbersome and it's hard to study mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you know i i think we've alluded to some of these issues already in this episode but i'm curious to get you two's take on this where it, it, do you think maybe part of the reason pokimane wanted to be a vtuber would be because it's a good way to divorce herself from being an actual woman on the internet you know what i mean to have to not deal with as many of those stupid rules and restrictions and expectations and like oh what are, are you a titty streamer now you know etc I mean, yeah, I, I definitely could see like the motivation there. I think it's why you do it is probably going to vary person to person. But I think that could be really appealing to someone who like, I mean, obviously I'm not a woman on the Internet, so I don't know what, what the, exactly the experience is like personally. But I've gleaned enough off of secondhand experiences to know that uh, it can be really shitty and really exhausting. Um, and in really bad cases, like. Hey, I've changed my fucking phone number like this many times in the past year. I've had Gosh. to move like three times in the past year because I keep getting fucking death threats and rape threats. Mm. So, yeah, definitely see the appeal in that aspect for sure. Yeah, I remember watching a um, podcast stream episode, something or other um, with uh, I can't remember his name. He has a doctorate i believe in psychology he's a psychiatrist of some sort um that talks to like streamers and gamers um does cool stuff i'll put the actual name in the description um but he was talking with pokimane about you know some of her uh you know problems and the pressures that she feels of streaming and one of the things is you know she's like i you know sometimes i don't want to do it and i feel bad because i'm not like grateful to have this position that i'm in to have this kind of a job where i get to you know like talk to people and play video games but sometimes it's like you know you just don't want to do it you just want to take a break you just you know don't want to you know give yourself to your audience 
all the time. And I think a good buffer would be that, you know, VTuber, that virtual avatar. Um, and, you know, sometimes you need a break. So uh, I definitely see where this could make being a woman on the internet a little bit easier. Um, you know, you're not like literally being picked apart by a million eyeballs on you at all times. Um, mm -hmm. Because the only thing that's being scrutinized is beautiful artwork. So yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a time. Um, but I think that the more acceptance there is of just people taking, like doing things where it's like you don't have to focus on someone's physical appearance the the more power to them mm -hmm. yeah and if they need a break can they just grab a kit kat yep yes sponsored by kit kat please sponsor us <laughs> uh and i do want to clarify too i don't think the solution is all women streamers no. and content creators should be vtubers <laughs> oh i, I think this the solution should definitely be we should teach people to treat other humans but you know, in this case, especially women with a lot more respect and dignity, um, because yeah. that would just make the world a better place. But, you know, I, th I was thinking about this a bit because with Nega Oryx, I think was her name, the Twitch streamer. Um, she, she came back in the news recently, but you might know her as that that woman who got, quote unquote, very emotional over the the last of us uh the, the bunny getting oh, shot the bunny yeah, yeah that clip that yeah, gets clipped the fucking thing i've ever seen in my entire life and then and then it dies uh -huh. and she's like oh um <laughs> same and, yeah and you know I, I thought that was great clip just a great you know showcase of her as a person and then of course a lot of people twisted that to be like oh women so emotional <laughs> <laughs> uh and then you, you know like recently bunnies yeah and then recently she's been in the news because I think she was just doing a normal stream and then some dude said something very misogynistic to her and she just went fucking off on like like in Twitch chat and she just went off like no guards just fucking like you know you're a monster and when I call you a monster that forces you to like confront the fact that you know you're a monster and you hate it when I do that so I want you to know you're a fucking monster and misogynist and cetera. like it was great and of course now she's got even more death threats from <sighs> shitty men because that's how the internet works and yep. it's a shame and i wondered if if you were behind a vtuber mask would that have changed anything would people have viewed her less as like a quote-unquote emotional woman and more just like mm. cute anime girl whatever Ooh. you know do we yeah. allow more humanity to anime girls than we do real women something to think about yeah, I, this is this is a really sticky conversation because this is like I I don't want to I don't want it to go to that place where it's like oh, you know, if they don't want to get fucking harassed, then they should just be a VTuber. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's that's like yeah, the same no. fucking argument like like oh, if they didn't want to get raped, they shouldn't have worn that. Like Exactly. That's why I prefaced it as I don't think that's a solution. I just think it's No, no, no. Like, no. But it's just an interesting thought experiment to be like Wow, right. how can VTubers who are inherently feminine get away with more shit than real women who are real people and real, you know, humans with real emotions? Yeah. Right. And I, I will say, though, just like on the flip side of things, though, I also don't want it to be a thing where it's like women on the Internet feel like they're getting harassed so much that their only path is to become a VTuber to prevent that from happening so much. And so that's that's terrible because that's just letting harassers win. 
Right. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Like I, I didn't I think see what... this. <laughs> I didn't see this conversation happening. Um, but it, <laughs> it is it is something to think about because um, we see these patterns. We see this happening, um, and you don't see it as much in certain communities as in others. Mm-hmm. Like I and I just want to say I I mean I I stand with Nega Oryx. I think the way she handled that was it. It's the right way to handle it. It's just a shame that right now that the 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 wrong outcome is the more prevalent one because yes. more people are shitty than they are nice on the internet right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and at the same time for calling out those people, like she is getting press for it. And so she's probably going to be making more money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, we shouted her out on this and so now her numbers are going to skyrocket. Oh, so, yeah. Hey, yeah. Thanks. Our- <laughs> You're welcome. Negor. You're welcome. Just, you know that's what that was a freebie that was a free freebie shout out um if if any of you ever want us to shout out your usernames and therefore get you hundreds millions of eyeballs on you um then you can email us at everything in pod at gmail.com all 62 of our subscribers 63 now thank you we could we could do an episode where we just read everyone off (laughs) we'd like to thank david portno for listening seriously though <laughs> yes we would shout out you're great uh, we yeah, appreciate you David. i also want to thank tokyo forever i i remember you from our tadaima days thank you for finding us once more in the, the deep abyss of the internet um hope you enjoy it'll be listening be like i feel so seen mm-hmm. i always love that when when like you pull out like a random name and it's like wow everyone named john is gonna be like whoa they're talking about me in this moment yeah. <laughs> but my name's john <gasps> i'm john <laughs> i do that I'd like to thank josh for coming out to the show tonight go josh love it I love yeah. it uh if i was a vtuber that's what i would do Ooh, ooh, what would your gimmick be if you were a vtuber let's close out on that oh i already I- know mine I, oh, I, God. I, we've we've oh, already no. talked about this privately. Oh, no. So in Persona, <laughs> there's in Persona when you hit a, a higher like toward the end game, you run into an enemy Persona called Mara. You might also know it as the Dick Chariot or the Penis Chariot, which is just oh, a God. giant green dick with tentacles on a chariot cart. I don't really know how it moves or really how it does anything, but I want someone to map that to a face rig. And just and just play games or some shit. I don't know. Would it have to be Persona? Would they need to play Persona or? I mean, I feel like that'd be part of the gimmick. You know, Mara plays Persona Part One, but you know, I'd, I'd like to see them branch out. Hmm. I I feel like I don't know. I would be. I wouldn't want to, want to be something like ironic, like a JRPG protagonist type character that fucking hated random battles, mm. <laughs> but also only played JRPGs. <laughs> so it was like fuck me, fuck. Fucking fuck this game. <laughs> I just get so pissed every time there's a battle. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that subverting expectations. I yeah. think uh gosh, I guess my gimmick would have to be something involved with cats. Maybe I would be um my apparently fascist cat, Mr. Gray, because he just looks sad all the time. And that would be my only expression. Oh. <laughs> and I'd only speak in in cat. In ya. Yeah. In ya, ya, in ya, ya, or oh in God. in Mr. Gray speak. That's eh. that's about all he can manage. Oh my manage. God! <laughs> eh. yeah, 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 yeah. 
Y'all remember? Yeah. Speaking of old. Well, I feel old. Young cat. Well. That has been another episode of Everything in Potteration because the internet can be a little bit much sometimes and we will tell you to maybe slow down maybe stop maybe stop and think and this is your place to stop and think about vtubers for this episode next episode there will be more stopping and thinking and anime girls i assure you because that is my um, secret agenda uh Mm. for this uh podcast is just getting anime girls into everything anime girls are cats it's the daily agenda it's the daily agenda and i think i'm succeeding so far Congrats to me. But um, if you'd like to congratulate me on achieving my agenda, um, you can <laughs> uh, tweet at us <laughs> at um, everything in pod. Um, like I said, you could email us at everything in pod at gmail.com and you can listen to us on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we will be starting our VTuber careers very soon and we hope to see you oh, um, no. watch the Dick Chariot uh, streams. Oh, I have to make that Robert. happen. Shit. You have to make it happen now. Yes. I don't even know don't, how. Don't forget, if you want to send gifts to Daily, you just send them to 123 Freedom Liberty Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the house of the bald eagle on the top. She definitely accepts bald eagle food, whatever that may be. Yeah. I, just meat. <laughs> Fish. <Human flesh. laughs> Human flesh. I, I love how all like all of a sudden you're just like a freedom loving fucking just patriot with my fascist cat. <laughs> probably fascist wears cat. probably wears a, a an American flag tank top during Fourth of July. That's uh, what I'm oh, wearing yeah. right now. Can't you see it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you really like natural light or Keystone light or Natty Light, baby, or Miller <laughs> Light or? Yeah, nobody drinks. Does anyone drink Budweiser anymore? Is Budweiser cool? I'm waiting for Budweiser to become the hipster beer, like the new Pabst Blue Ribbon. New PBR. Yeah. Um, That'll anyways, be my VTuber stream. Budweiser needs strength please do that the entire uh podcast just as the theatrical track it's the music the suit listen i don't have i don't own a guitar anymore so this is this is my outlet so this is the um equivalent yeah i don't i don't know if i'm gonna put this in the show but if if i do listeners what do you think that instrument he's playing is let us know in the comments below (laughs) let's 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 hear it just shred it shred it real quick i guess this is really tough like (laughs) this isn't easy <laughs> I can't. It's it's there's it's too flexible. Play, That's play your smoke hint. on the water. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> classic. Like you know, that. I see you Beautiful. moving it, thinking it's gonna change the pitch. It's not <laughs> changing the pitch. No, it's not. It's like over here, like acting like it's a fucking theremin. <laughs> <laughs> if I raise it high enough, something will change. God, now I'm I'm very curious what people are gonna think. <laughs> Based on everything we're saying. Oh.